0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. Thanks, Brian. Awesome word, man. Uh, Yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough for some families in here, going through sicknesses and so on. Um, I'll probably share about what's going on in my life lately, but thank you to the guys that are still on here. You may sit down and enjoy some seating position rather than standing positions, except for you, Ethan. Okay. Blessed are the persecuted. Hey, don't you, uh, just before I start, I just want to just honor the, the leadership in here. We haven't been really giving you tickle me ears and like, hey, this is like comfortable sort of preaching and teaching. We're a church that are going to be Bible based, and when we believe in the Bible, it, with the things that you know, we can just give you warm, fuzzy cuddles all the time, every week, and every week, but that's not going to get you far in life, trust me. So, this week. Is going to be one of the toughest ones that we're going to experience. Matthew five verse ten, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Woohoo! Yay! We get to talk about persecution. You know that's everyone's favorite, I'm sure. I mean, who doesn't like to be persecuted? You know, for me personally. I've been really challenged over the last seven weeks when we've been going through the Beatitudes. And I've been question, uh, questioning my life. Have I actually been living the seven last Beatitudes of my life? And in such so that, you know, the Bible will say that I've, I will be persecuted. I will suffer the eighth one, which is persecution. You know, living your life God's way is, a, an, is living righteous life. And the Bible says if you live righteous, then you will be persecuted because you are not living the world's way. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3 verses 12 to 13. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while doers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Corinthians 12.10 says, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Man, that's strange. In insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Matthew 24, 9 says, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by the nations because of me, because of Christ. Well, that verse is not really relative to my Christian walk, you might be thinking, but it is relative for many, for those who are around the world today. People around the world are losing their lives right Because what we are doing right now, gathering in a church, persecution is happening. And the Bible says persecution is something that we need to be ready for and especially to be able to handle it. You know, we can't afford to live Christianity because when persecution comes, if you are living comfortably, then persecution will eat you for breakfast. And let's look at the definition of persecution. It's hostility and ill-treatment, oppression, especially because of religious beliefs. Hostility and ill-treatment, oppression, especially because of religious beliefs. And just have a look at some of the things that we've been persecuted here in this country of Aotearoa. It was in prison of persecution that the greatest praise and worship occurred, Paul and Silas in the book of Acts. It was in the pit of persecution that the prime minister of Egypt was raised, Joseph, the prince of Egypt. And God takes persecution and uses it for his glory and his kingdom. So how do we deal with persecution God's way? We might have this way of dealing with it, but how does God deal with it. and want us to deal with it. You know, let's look at Daniel. Daniel lived in a time where his beliefs and culture was infiltrated by Babylonian culture. The Babylonians were trying to get the Israelites to worship their gods and live their culture. You know, we are living in a time right now where the culture around us is telling us what we should believe, what we should worship, what we should embrace is trying to infiltrate our lives, our children and our family, our education, and so on and so on, but no matter how powerful the culture is around us, it is more powerful it is not more powerful or never more powerful than the kingdom of God in us all right let's have a look at this long long passage Daniel chapter three verses eight to 13. Let's go through it. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of a horn, a flute, a zither, a lyre, a harp pipe, and all kinds of music in the whole wide world may let them fall down and worship the image of God. And whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into blazing furnace. Imagine if we did that here, if people didn't worship. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you. Your majesty, they, never serve, they neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, It is is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you serve that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flutes, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I have made very good but if you do not worship it you'll be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace then what god will be able to rescue you from my hand Shadrach Meshach and Abednego replied to him and check out this response King Nebuchadnezzar we do not need to defend ourselves ourselves before you in this matter man what a statement there If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. So he's still honoring his their king right there. But even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Let's go through three points of what we learned from that, from that passage. Point one, let persecution deepen your conviction. Let persecution deepen your conviction. What do you really believe? What do you really believe? Have you drawn a line in the sand? This is the line. I'm never going back. We've got to get those convictions deep in our hearts and our souls So that persecution doesn't weaken them, but persecution actually strengthens them and deepens them. If you're not feeding yourself on the truth or the word of God, then you will easily believe the lie that's being pushed. And we can see that on social media and whatever, news agency and so on and so on. You need to deepen your conviction so that when persecution comes you can stand with full confidence knowing that your God is for you, that you, that your God will deliver you. And even if it doesn't work out, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the way that they think or the way that you think it should, your God will never let you down. Don't allow persecution to cause you to bow down to something where there is only one God, we should bow down to. Let's carry on in the passage of Daniel 3, verse 19 to 20. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in the army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace. King Nebuchadnezzar speaks to them face-to-face to to comply, and it can kind of be like a a school principal or a dean type of scenario. You know when you're in trouble when you see the principal or the dean face-to-face And here's King Nebuchadnezzar face to face. When it doesn't work, what he said, Nebuchadnezzar's attitude towards them changes. And when we don't bow to what the world wants, the attitude towards us, the church, changes. The accusations get strong and it starts to heat up and and even more and more. And the enemy applies more pressure. Believe this. Don't do that. Do this. And when this happened, it's because the enemy is desperate because they didn't, or we, didn't falter at the first bit of intimidation and threat of persecution. And see, so you know, when the enemy is desperate, listen to what he does next. It's, it's crazy. He heats the furnace seven times hotter than usual. So unusually, it would just be more than enough to burn people. But this was seven times hotter than usual. It just makes no sense. It's crazy. The persecution coming our way, you know, just, it, wouldn't, it just won't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because all the enemy has is to turn the heat up. It's the same thing, but just hotter. And the accusations, it just makes no sense. It's nonsensical. You know, when I'm in the sun... I like to put on sun protection factor or SPF 50 or whatever it is. But, you know, when this persecution gets hotter, we need to get to the sun protection factor or the sun God factor, the SGF, as I put it. We do this by applying more prayer in our life, by applying more wisdom in our life, more word, more truth over our life. And the next crazy thing, Nebuchadnezzar t- tells them to tie them up. And what does it, what difference does that make when you're in the furnace? does it just doesn't make sense. The ropes are going to burn in the fire, in the furnace. They're not going to do anything. Then he gets his strongest men to throw them into the, into the furnace. And in the same, at the same time, those guys, the men who, who are charged with throwing The men in uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace, they're killed. And it's just, it just, why would you do that? It just doesn't make sense. When the enemy becomes desperate, it just doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Persecution reveals how desperate the enemy is because he knows he's a loser and he will lose in the end. And he'll try to get other people to lose with him. Let's go to point two. Let persecution increase your awareness of divine protection. Daniel chapter three, verse 21 to 25. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the burning furnace. The king's commands were so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that were tied up and 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 thrown into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, "Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods." I want to encourage you this morning. We have a fire walking Jesus. I love that song, there's another in the fire. But don't you know that we have a, you won't know that we won't have a, that you don't have a fire walking Jesus until you're in the furnace. And it's whatever situations we're going through, I know families have gone through difficult times with their sickness and health. Me, personally, it's been with the job, and, and it's been so on. It's been a hard time, but as the, the pressure's on and the cooker's on, I know that God's in the midst of it. And, uh, you know, look, we've been singing this morning, Jesus at the center of it all. And uh, the, the best thing we could do is just keep Jesus in the center of our minds. If you're in the fire and Jesus is with you, and guess what? You're not being burned. You're being refined. And the bindings of men and their words, and maybe the people are close to you speaking lies. They are broken. And you're becoming more refined because he, that is Jesus, is with you. You're being forged into a weapon that is stronger, and better than before. It's in persecution that you find that you have a Jesus that can break chains. It's in persecution that you you find and have a Jesus that can walk on water in a storm. It's in persecution that you find you have a Jesus that can part the Red Sea. It's in persecution that you discover your divine protection. So don't fear the fire. Don't fear the fire. Look at the one that is in the fire with you. You know, Nebuchadnezzar sees they are not burned and walks around and he calls all the officials, have a look, come, Aren't there, weren't there three people? The people that they thought that they had power over them and he says to them, hey, there's someone else in the fire too. Daniel 3, 26 to 27, let's look at that. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, hey man, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire and the satraps, prefects, governors and the royal advisors crowded around them. You see, when you get in the fire, the enemy is not looking for an injury He's looking you to have a fatality. He wants to finish you off. So we need to stop being shocked when we are being persecuted. Because if we're going to see 10 locations and 10 uh, towns and 10 revived centers around in this country and people's lives transformed, then he's going to try and throw everything he can to, to, to disrupt those plans. You know, it's... He doesn't want to see generation after generation saved, restored, and released, and and have influence on this world. In a place of persecution that we are trying to bring destruction to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God had another idea. God brought promotion. In a place that feels like destruction, God is able to orchestrate something beautiful, I love that line of the song, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turned it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turned it for good. It's the exact same with Jesus. People decided they were going to hang him on the cross, treat him like a criminal. And the enemy thought he had his last say and dealt with the Son of God, but God used that to take what is evil and meant it for the ultimate good for all of us. Number three, it's a pretty short message, and if for now, ask Maddie to come up. That'll be fantastic. The last point: let persecution lead to promotion. Let persecution lead to promotion. Daniel three twenty seven. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. If you've been around a fire, you know that you also smell of fire. That's why I don't really like bonfires or or guy forks and things like that. But when Jesus is in the fire with you, there won't even be a smell of persecution in, in your life. No smell of it will be over you, your children or your children's children. Daniel 3.30. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Now, I really believe that the greatest days of church are ahead. If we all understand that, you know, persecution's coming. You can see it in my generation, and I've only been on this earth 40-something years but I can see things are getting worse and and so on and so on. But as persecution comes, the Bible says, blessed are the persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God is is greater than any persecution and in in the middle of persecution, God does his greatest work. I'll take comfort in that. There's another in the fire whatever we're going through there's another in the fire this morning I just want to pray and finish it off very soon and maybe you feel like you're in a fire this morning like Shadrach Meshach and Abednego you know you've been on the receiving end of threats Maybe families called you this and that. School friends, the workplaces. Maybe you've been at the end of threats, anger, just like King. Abuse verbally, and possibly even physically. It's a real thing that happens today. All because you've chosen to live righteously. Blessed are the righteous. Blessed are the peace persecuted. This morning, if that's you, why don't you join me? We're just gonna, I'm just going to quickly pray. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God that he won't leave us abandoned or orphaned as kids, such as his heart for us, that he would always provide a way to comfort, that he always stand there. And we thank you for the examples of those who have gone before us who actually have been tortured. And have been physically beaten and bruised. just And they counted an honor too, as well. And they, they stand there and they stand firm in their faith. Lord, we just, Father, we just pray, Lord, and ask us, forgive us, Lord, Father, when we've shrunk away or not even said anything, Lord, Father. When we should have stood up and said, hey, that's not right. That's not what you desire. That's not what your word says, Lord, Father. So Lord, we just pray, Lord Father, while in the midst of whatever circumstances, maybe it's the, the pressure of, of, of the furnace getting hotter if one times, two times, three times, seven times is hotter than usual. When you think you've just gone past one hurdle, another one's just come up, and, and it's harder and worse. And Lord Father, we thank you, Lord God, that your son, you send him to die on the cross for us, to provide the way, Lord God, that you um, are accepted, Lord God. we are made acceptable to you, Father. So, Lord, in the midst of the trials and tribulation, may you always be the center of our lives, Lord Father. So, Lord, we thank you. We count it a privilege, Lord God, to bear your name and to be ambassadors, Lord Father, in this world, Lord God. Lord, we pray for strength, Lord God, for those who are needing it right now in this morning, Lord Father. Whatever, Lord God, whether it be online, we know that your word knows no bounds, Lord Father. So, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, Lord God. Let the light shine brighter, Lord God. Let the saltiness of our lives, Lord God, the flavor and influence those around us, Lord God. In the midst of persecution, Lord God, we will hold fast to your word. We will hold fast to your truth. Hold fast to your love, Lord Father, Lord God. Where the enemy abuses, Lord God, we will turn around and bless, Lord Father. Whether there be con- countercultural in our lives, Lord Father. Lord, we thank you. What a privilege it is to stand out here and share share your word Lord Father so Lord we pray Lord God equip everyone Lord Lord, everyone's sword of the spirit be strong and sharp Lord God for what the persecution Lord what the world desires for us we will counter Lord Father with what your weapons has for us Lord Father so Lord we pray we thank you so much we honour you Lord we love you so much in Jesus name and everyone said Amen Amen Awesome, guys. It's a God-given uh, word this morning. I want to encourage you to be here next week as Pastor Craig wraps it up. Uh, it's, it's going to be a phenomenal message. Uh, it's actually part two of, of, of what I had to speak this morning. Um, I'll just be really challenged this week, over the whole seven weeks. It's the Beatitudes. I've never known it as a Beatitude. I thought it was just a, some sort of fancy uh, Greek-Italian name, some name Beatitude. But it just clicked on me. It's our attitude as what we should be in, amongst each other. So I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Keep listening to the Word. Keep being challenged. And whatever situation you're facing this morning, there's another in the fire. Hey, if you're new this morning, hey, we'd love it if you could fill the Live Connector card and file it at the back. Um, be blessed as well. Go out there and know that Jesus is with you. Amen. Thank you.